Hello and welcome to this episode in which we're going to be talking about the flourishing of culture in the Weimar period. Before you listen to this one, it's probably a good idea if you listen to the previous episode which tells you about uh, the stabilisation or recovery of Weimar under Stresemann. But, so culture, well, what is culture? Culture is everything that's creative in the community and the society. And generally, a, a culture which is flourishing and developing and trying new things is the sign of quite a healthy society, but also one that's got a lot of underlying tensions because you do not get that level of creativity unless there's friction. So what can the culture of Weimar tell us about what's going on? So, right, Yeah, so I mean, there's, there's various aspects to this. I mean, it, it's, people often call the 1920s like the, the golden age, um, of culture in Germany, yeah. and y- y- there are artists, writers, poets, performers, cinema, um, and it becomes known for it for the creativity and the innovation, mm. which didn't exist before. Because before the First World War and under the Kaiser, there was quite strict um, uh, censorship. There was, yeah. There was also government control of yeah. what you could say, what you could do, and and, and under. Uh, Weimar, those restrictions are lifted, mm-hmm. and with the re- lifting of those restrictions, people just they experimented and they tried new things, and so that's why you get this flourishing of all these different aspects of yeah. of, of uh, German culture in this period. Yeah, uh, and it, it comes in various ways. So the the two that obviously come to me from my background is theatre. You get huge experimentation in theatre. People like Bertolt Brecht with their distancing techniques, turning theatre into uh, an agitprop, agitation propaganda, making it a political art form where they start attacking the inequalities in society. And that, that use of music hall and things like that builds into the nightlife culture of Berlin and it becomes a sort of like a self-reinforcing sort of thing. So... The, 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 the theatre that you would see in Berlin in this period would be very unlike anything you're used to. There's no attempt at naturalism. There's no attempt at trying to pull you into a story. It's there to make a political point. Yeah, and it's controversial for that reason yeah. as well. And you've got cabaret as well, don't you, which I know yeah. is, is linked into this whole, um, this whole scene. And, and, you know, the songs that you'd have heard performed may have been vulgar, the... The, the the statements that they were making were deliberately controversial. Yeah, it was again. It's it's a indication that that censorship has been lifted and people yeah. are able to express these kind of ideas. And it's very open. and it's very much about breaking taboos and pushing boundaries and trying different things. Yeah, and and in, in terms of like taboos and new things as well, that that also incorporated um, American music, jazz yeah. music, yeah. Um, which again was frowned upon. Before and also still in this period by lots of people because yeah. it's foreign, it's not German. Yeah. Um, but that's that's just another aspect of it: the nightlife, the clubs. Mm. It was a real boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the nightlife and the clubs is worth worth looking at because you've got these cabaret acts. The if you ever get a chance to see the musical or the film Cabaret, it's set in this world in this time. Mm. And these nightclubs became the centre of cultural life in Berlin and the other big cities. And you would also get a flourishing homosexual culture in these nightclubs. You would have gay clubs, you'd have lesbian clubs. And although 
never strictly speaking legalized. I think I'm right in saying mm. that it was it became much more socially acceptable in the same way that changing roles for women yeah. became much more socially acceptable. Yeah, I mean it's all linked, isn't it? This like questions to do with gender and yeah. sexuality. People, uh, it's not everywhere, you know, but in the big cities, Berlin in particular, you know, there is a, a, a comfortable yeah kind of feeling that people are able to actually express who they are. It's a sense of we're the future, we're moving into yeah. something new and it's better. Should we do the geographical split now or should we do it after we've done the well, rest? Uh, well, yeah, let's, let's save that to last. Okay. Because we'll talk about all of the, 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 right. the flourishing and then the, the So the it. next one, obviously, that's dear to my heart, the other part of my life, is as a film studies teacher. So cinema. And the expressionists that start working in German cinema in this period, people like uh, Fritz Lang, who creates Metropolis and Nosferatu, they create the language of cinema that's still used today. It's literally taken lock, stock and barrel by Hollywood in the 1930s mm. to make film noir and create this, the classic Hollywood film. So uh, Star Wars wouldn't exist without Metropolis by uh, Fritz Lang, which is a German film. Mm. So would, would you say then, because I mean, I'm not an expert on this, this is your subject, <laughs> but would you say that like German cinema then, at this period in time, it's, it's a world leader? Yes. And it, and, it's yes. Has, and it has a massive influence yes. in Hollywood, yes. which kind of shows you just how yeah. impressive it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You do not have modern cinema without the German cinema of the Weimar, later Weimar period. And because, it's just worth pointing out, yeah. because these are the people who run away in 1933 yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, and they yeah. go to America yeah. and they take it with them same with Bertolt Brecht and modern theatre a lot of that comes yeah. from there as well I was going to mention Marlene Dietrich Marlene Dietrich of course she's who, yeah. a, a good example isn't she yeah. of a global superstar which yeah. comes from, from Peter Weimar, Peter Lorre there's you know there's there's lots of them who go and become Hollywood stars Marlene Dietrich is the first really sex symbol of talking cinema yeah. this statuesque Aryan blonde who Goebbels wanted, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but he wanted her to stay in front Nazi cinema and she did a runner. So uh, other aspects, um, we could look at literature yeah. as well. So, I mean, there's a really famous book, All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. Um, it was a bestseller. Now, the, the reason why I've, I've focused on that straight away is because you would never have had this book no. published under no. any other regime in no. Germany up to this point, because it's a criticism. It's brutal. Yeah, and it's it, this is something that only exists because the censorship mm -hmm. laws have become lax and, and, it, and people are feeling comfortable and confident yeah. enough to actually write about this kind of topic. It, it's, a, it's an attack on the war and the way the war was fought. And it is a brutal indictment of how the war was fought on every part. But it's not like it says, but we're the Germans and we were, we were yeah. you know, they get their share of, yeah. of kicking in it as well. And, and of course, that's just the tip of the iceberg because this whole um, aspect of literature, it runs down into the newspapers, yeah. magazines and just the media in general. There's a huge explosion in the number of publications that German people can access. Yeah. Um, they had 120 newspapers that they could read during this period of time. And of course, reading newspapers, magazines is, is information, isn't yeah. it? So again, this is... The free flow of information, free flow, yeah. yeah. And it sparks new ideas, reinforces new creativity, and reinforces new social norms, like the attitudes towards mm. gender roles, like the attitudes towards sexuality. Art and design change is a big 
the same expressionism that feeds into German cinema also comes up in German art. Yeah. And you get artists like Otto Dix, who produces mm. these fantastic um, triptychs, almost yeah. like religious <laughs> icons, attacking the splits between the rich and poor in Weimar Germany. And it's these these artworks which excoriate the the rich and excoriate the government that you simply would not get before no. or after. And, and what's what's really good about his work as well is you know it's you, you've get these they're quite gross as well yeah. the actual very earthy yeah. and, and yeah. the way that these they're not realistic no it's all the stuff that people would have later on under the Nazis this is degenerate yeah. art this is not what art is supposed to be like because it's not just the message that they're putting out in their mm. pictures it's, it's the way that it's done as well it's the there's, a, there's, style. there's a, a very famous picture where he shows people from the upper classes of Germany the, and the, the tops of their heads are lifted off to show the yeah. floor in, in inside and there's one where he's got uh, a couple of soldiers fighting because he's that proud Prussian militarism but there's another one where it's just a pile of dog do yeah literally that's what he's got for brains and that is shocking when what you're used to is nice little yeah. you know Dusseldorf uh, portraits of the cathedral yeah. or what have you the kind of landscape painting that Mr. A. Hitler uh, yeah. another really good one as well and you'll see it in, in textbooks and lessons as well is the one with the, the criticism of the nightclubs yeah. where in the middle panel you have these very rich upper class, middle class yeah. Germans in Berlin enjoying nightlife they're listening to jazz music because you can yeah. tell by the black musicians that are painted in there as well and then on the outside panels you have these disabled war veterans yeah. in the alleys begging for money Surrounded by prostitutes, transvestites, yeah. and all the things that um, Otto Dix is, is basically using yeah. to criticise this new yeah, and um, it, it, it is very, this is very modern. It's like the futurists who come up around the same time in in Italy with Mussolini. It's very much about this, you know, attacking social norms, and the same goes for simple things like architecture. Bauhaus producing this design of furniture and design of buildings that today to us is standard. Yeah. These square buildings with the frames and the glass, we look at that, we regard that as every day. Yeah. But that's from the Weimar period and it's shocking to people mm. who are used to neoclassical columns and arched windows. Bauhaus actually gets chased out. I was, was going to say, they had yeah. to relocate, didn't they? Yeah, out of Weimar, yeah. 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 Which I suppose is a nice little link into yeah. the geographical split then. Yeah, the reactions to these Because what we're talking changes. about here is in the cities. Yeah, this is, a, this is the, the, the lifestyle for the, for the rich, the affluent, the, the ones that have in society. The and metropolitan the, elite. Yeah, the, and... The majority of people in Germany, they don't live that lifestyle. It's no. still very rural. Um, and there are still many towns and uh, villages which are very, very traditional as yeah. well. And they looked at these changes as, as being like an erosion of, of German yeah. culture, a moral decline. Um, yeah. Everything that's wrong with democracy... Is it, there, it's is, wrapped yes. up in this yeah. this new culture that you get in places wasn't, like Berlin. Wasn't like this in my day. Yeah, exactly. There's two men holding hands. That's yeah. unacceptable. Why is she wearing something skimpy on the cinema screen? This hasn't got a proper plot. Yeah. I can't sing to this tune. It's it it's. We've talked a lot about the idea between radical and conservative, 
And this is one of those times where you can actually physically see it. Mm. You can see the radicalism of the cultural changes and the social changes in the cities and then the deep conservatism out in the countryside. Yeah. And that is one. And I know we always link it into this, but this is another thing that the Nazis grab hold of, isn't it? Yeah. The criticism of the nightclubs, the criticism of the of this sex obsessed kind mm. of culture and this yeah. degenerate art is yet another thing that the Nazis can use mm. and point to and say, "Look, this is what's wrong with this system, with this yeah. republic." Let's get back to do back to normal, back to basics. Do you recognise your country anymore? Yeah. That's that's what it comes yeah. down to. Back to what makes Germany Germany. So, I mean, that's that's more or less everything. Really, it is, isn't yeah. It? It's it's a it's a nice little self-contained topic. It be, it's perfect for a for like a a describe question, isn't mm. it? Or or in explaining what ways did culture flourish so it's, it's gonna it's gonna be one of those smaller questions uh, you know you always get the question as a history teacher if you had a time machine yeah where would you go and i think berlin in good. about 1927 yeah. 1928 taking a show go to a nightclub yeah. just hang out it'd be worth a visit wouldn't it, it would be yeah. it would the music the food yeah right well on that note, uh, that's covered pretty much everything. So remember all the key things there about the changes to each of the things. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and good luck in your exams. <laughs>